Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's Nick. You can find us at hypercleanstore.com. Go over to the Hyperclean Specialist Group on Facebook. Great way to learn more, interact, and uh, find out information. When you want to get even deeper information, that is why we have another deep dive. We're deep diving in this episode into wheel cleaning and iron decontamination. Now, years ago, we never would have thought that you would have done those at the same time, maybe even using the same product. So let's break them apart, Nick, right? Like, what has the evolution of wheel cleaning been like? Let's start there on wheels. First off, we, we know that the, the products themselves have journeyed from oh, yeah. acids to high pH now to neutral. Yeah, I mean, look, acid was ruled the day for a very long time. Then you went to very uh, caustic degreasers. And now you're at places like TRX and Fuego, right? Pretty safe easy cleaners to use, stress-free, acids not stress-free, uh, harsh degreasers are not stress-free, high alkaline cleaners that guys are still using, not stress-free in my opinion. Uh, so to have something that allows you to take your time on, uh, wheels are getting more expensive right out of the factory. I mean, look at all the different finishes now that come on all these different cars from cars that cost 50 grand all the way up to 500 grand to have flexibility cleaning wheels the way you do now. I mean, it's just the evolution of, of, of detailing. And I think that's a great thing. So stress-free seems to be interesting when cleaning wheels, right? Because it can, you can have stress in a couple different ways. It's like you said, maybe burning. We've seen yeah. burning rims, wheels, you know, if we've got a, an average type of vehicle, a normal, are we going to say a, a normal factory vehicle, most cars are going to have clear coat on the wheels. So yep. you generally won't see that, right? Like that, that really is more into burning when it's a, a black, right? Those are some, some of those black wheels. And when you see the yep. burning, here's the part that a lot of people don't understand though. As you mentioned that high pH, right? Like was supposed to be acid free wheel cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> what it just went to the you... other end of the ph scale basically i mean it just it just look both both ends of the ph scale just so to make this easy whether you're at zero or you're at you know 12 or 13 they're both dangerous right those are both kind of unnecessary you know types of wheel cleaners to even carry today right like that that's the reality of what we're facing is people ran away from acid and then to combat that, they went to the other side of the pH scale and they were like, well, we'll just build them like this. And then you still saw that burnt spray pattern uh, that you still see today. And look, it, I think everybody listening to this, if you've ever seen a burnt wheel, I still think it happens far too often. I, I, I'm still very confused how it keeps happening. But, you know, this is the important part of the right process, the right chemicals. Those things married up is how you get an elite result. And there are products like TRX and especially products that we're going to be talking about today, Fuego, that make it so simple. Just use and choose the right stuff. And, and that safety will carry you through to get an elite result without all the danger. So elite safety, 
What about those crevices, right? This that really becomes the next part. If once we get past wheel cleaning of being safe, we start going into how do I make sure that I get it all the way clean? Because yeah. <laughs> that's why we love that word elite. That's why we we talk about getting everything done. It's not just safely, but getting we've all looked at some wheels and we just go, oh, really? Yeah. Like I, I thought I sprayed in there, right? Or I yeah. thought I did this and the product itself just didn't actually do the work. It was a yeah. non-acid wheel cleaner, uh, but they left the cleaner part out of it. Yeah, no, and that's where Fuego can come in, right? You got some hammered wheels. You have a lot of embedded contamination that can stick around if you don't decontaminate the wheels. Now, you know, we'll get into the frequency of, of when you need to use it and how you need to use it. But I think one of the things people don't realize is iron being embedded in a clear coat finish, which most wheels have some kind of clear coat finish or powder coat, you know, it's just a different type of finish, but same thing is you can start to that iron being left in the clear coat or left in the powder coat can honestly start to break down your finish. And even though you think you're doing a thorough job, you'll start to see that finish. You know, everybody's seen a black rim with that almost orangish, orangish color in the barrel. And you'll go, why? What hat? Well, yeah, maybe they neglected it or maybe you neglected it too long. That's that's the number one reason. But also the finish started to get break, broken down because you left so much contamination there over the years and it just kept heating up and heating up and heating up and breaking down the finish. So again, neglect is the number one reason that that would happen. The secondary reason would be those wheels never really ever got decontaminated. And that's what you see a lot. Mercedes, BMW, Audi, black rims, if they're not cared for because we know the amount of brake dust those cars shoot off, look, it, it, it's going to discolor the inside of your barrel and make your rim constantly look dirty, even if you work hard as hell to get them clean. And so that that just becomes a reality of the modern wheel that we're dealing with. I mean, barrels there. Let's. I mean, years ago that would almost have been a curse word. Clean yep. barrels? You're kidding, right? Like, there's very few people years ago that cleaned every barrel every time. Now, there's really no, the way I felt it when I've had to look myself in the mirror. Right? Like, I've had to go, "Hey, there's really no more excuses. There, there no. really isn't now." Like barrels should be cleaned every time and should be properly cleaned and treated on a regular basis. You're right. So let's move over because as if somebody doesn't, if somebody doesn't, they're going to spray fuego and they're going to see something, right? They're going to see a, a purple kind of, it's not a dye, right? Some people go, Oh man, is it that? No, it's, it's, it's not a dye. It's just a chemical reaction that's taking place. So inside of those barrels, in which we talked about contamination, you mentioned specific uh, 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 models of specific types of cars that are prone to have even more brake dust. That brake yep. dust goes and gets embedded. And if the cleaner, a, a high pH or another type of cleaner, hasn't removed it, then it sits there. When you spray Fuego, what you'll see as it sits is this purple start to happen. This is a chemical reaction. What are we seeing, especially in those barrels? Oh, man, it's some of the best videos. When you go to oh, clean yeah. and everything, you see all this color start coming out, and it's like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, what you're seeing is you're, you're basically seeing the formula start to break down. And, and when we say iron contamination on a car, you're not talking about you know, pebble sized contamination, right? You're, you're, you're essentially talking about shards, very thin pieces that get lodged into clear coats and they get lodged 
where they're above the surface and they're a little bit embedded into the surface. So if they're embedded into the surface, let's remember something, a clay or something like that is not going to take something out of the surface. It's going to shear something off the top, right? And so when you think about it, when you, when you really break it down, what you're trying to do is let the chemical work and start to break down that contamination all the way down into wherever it's lodged into the surface. I mean, we see a lot of misinformation today about iron decontamination processes, but the reality is this is the beauty of where we're at in detailing is you can allow the chemical to do the work. And we talk about this so much on this podcast, especially recently, where we see guys walk up to a hammered wheel and tire and they're like, you know, I'm going to use this chemical 10 to 1. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This thing's hammered, man. Use the strength of the product to your advantage. And that's number one, do not dilute a product like Fuego. But the reality is use it to your advantage. Don't try to cheapen out on this process and, and magically do some spray one time here and it's all going to be taken care of. That's not the reality. You want to get as much of this chemical inside the barrel of a wheel or paint, which we'll talk about, uh, you know, here in a minute, because you want to allow the chemical to break down this iron contamination. And so this product, probably above most you use in detailing, is literally use it completely to its advantage because it's literally doing something you're not capable of doing by just simply detailing the wheel. Yeah. And as you mentioned, clay. So let's 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 go over to what you wanted to talk about, right? Let's let's get into clay and deconning paint because can you use the same product to clean wheels and then turn around and spray it on the paint? Let's first pause there for a moment and realize we didn't be able to used to do that before, right? You sure. you couldn't really take a chemical and go from one part of the car and go to the next like that. You couldn't do it. Yeah. But now with iron decontamination and the evolution of deconning a paint, we started with clay. You know, let's let's yep. first think of what is the science behind clay. We won't go too hard into it, but as we've said, you've, you've, this is sort of something you've coined that clay is the most misunderstood part of, you know, the process and, of detailing. And by the way, getting more misunderstood. I mean, getting more misunderstood. Uh, clay is simple right? What you're doing is clay is allowing you to pick up surface contamination. So that means it's sitting on top of the clear coat. Well, what we know about iron contamination is because it's a piece of metal, right? Because it can heat up, it can bury itself. And there's some certain contaminations on your paint that can bury themselves and start to go down into the clear coat. So if I have a, a shard of iron and it somehow has wedged itself, half of it's a on the surface and the other half is below the surface, the only way I can get to breaking that down is a chemical. I can't, I can't do it with a piece of clay because clay is, remember, it's only surface level. It's not magically like pulling things out of the pores of your paint. It's shearing off the contamination sitting on top. And it's an awesome product. I mean, clay has been a part of my process from the get-go, right? I mean, you, you remember those big clay bars that everybody started with and you know, clay bars are still relevant today, which is unbelievable. Uh, of course, people use towels and, and mitts now. That's great. They use DAs uh, to, to, to clay paint. Not sure that I would do that, but some people do it. And so you, you look around and you go, man, we've come a long way. The problem is, is that in a marketing effort, people start lying about or, or 
marketing things in a way that they just don't work. And if I have a lot of iron contamination on my hood, believe it or not, it's going to take a lot of chemical to release all that iron from the surface. It's not going to take one spray and a towel and look, I spread it everywhere because then that theory is why do you not only spray, uh, let's just say you use TRX on a tire, just use one spray on it then and then spread it around with your brush and that's enough. Or if you want to soap down your car with a foam cannon, just shoot one little spray on your hood and then wash the whole car. Well, we don't do that with anything else. And now all of a sudden we've gotten into this world of iron decontamination on paint. And it's like, again, we're misusing clay. We're misrepresenting clay. We're misrepresenting iron decontamination and it's confusing people. And we, we hope to clear, I hope some of that clears it up, but we'll, we'll continue on. And hopefully people will understand that use the chemical to your advantage. Don't try to, to, to stretch a chemical, which we're so against here because chemicals are your friends in 2023, period, point blank, end of story. And they were our friends when we started detailing. A compound is your friend. A polish is your friend. Those are chemicals. Use these things to your advantage. Don't try to skimp on a step just because somebody said so on the internet. So most of us know that we need to decon paint, right? Most of us know why we need to decon paint. As you mentioned, you know, you got stuff embedded in a clear coat and you want to pull that out. You want to get it removed so that you can then put down protection, right? The, or the polish most simplest or thing. Or... Yeah, or co compound or polish, you're right. But the, the important part and the reason why we wanted to get into this for a second is because some people, though, will question, right, what level of decontamination do I need to do? Right. And this little yeah. bit about what you were talking about a second ago, but do I need to use a spray iron decon every time? Do I need to use clay every time? Should I now intermix the two? This is a, a new theory as you were kind of alleviating to that's that really kind of starts to throw a, a little bit of weight. What? Like, you know, so yeah. uh, do I need to use a clay bar every time? How do I evaluate if I should use a, a spray decon like Fuego? And then yeah. should I mix the two? I seems well, strange well, here, to me. Here, here's the thing. There's chemical and there's mechanical decontamination. Mechanical would be a clay, right? A chemical would be Fuego or an iron decon. They do two separate things, right? And you only need to clay if there is what? Contamination. There are plenty of cars that get delivered that have no contamination on them. We don't deal with heavy contamination all the time out here in Las Vegas. You don't deal with heavy contamination in Tulsa. You deal with some, but not every car you came across in your career and, and come across on a weekly basis has contamination. That's why clay is misunderstood. So I would tell you, that I would do Fuego every time as a contamination step, and I wouldn't use clay every time because I don't know if there's iron contamination until I start spraying it on the car. It's not visible to me, right? Clay, I can make a decision based on rubbing my hand on the paint. Do I hear crunchiness? Do I hear that roughness? Do I, do I see specks, which you can see sometimes when you need to decon a, a clay a car, excuse me. So actually, Clay would be used a lot less frequently in most detailing processes because not every car is contaminated on that level than an iron decon would. 
So if you're going to start to polish, start to compound or lay protection down, you could be in a situation where you don't have to clay, but you used Fuego or an iron decon. That That is absolutely the reality. All right. And I, I would say I've transitioned like most, I think of us have is less clay usage. Most of us don't really want to go back and polish over and get all those. I know there's some that can do some clay without getting any more, sure. but the majority of us do get some more. And so yeah. I've just found that to be much easier. I, I don't yeah, need and, the and cars clay aren't more. as contaminated. Cars yeah. aren't as contaminated anymore. Well, right. And I mean, like when I'm regularly maintaining cars, you know, that yeah. that's the part of it too, is I used to go back and clay on a regular basis, but now yeah, I we can. Be, we became I, smarter, right? Yeah. We just became more educated. And so as detailing, as we sit here now, we're in October of 2023, we're just more educated about clay. We're more, more educated about contamination and what the surface should feel like and what you should be seeing on the surface. And, and so, yeah, you need to be very cognizant that not every car needs to be clayed. And in the vast majority, unless you live in a very industrial area, there's some vegetation in certain states where guys will have contamination problems based off some trees or, or some things in their area that they'll always feel contamination on some level. But in the majority of America, contamination isn't as bad as it used to be. Right. I mean, we used to used to get a car, Marty, and you'd be like, oh, man, there's there's this thing is I mean, think of the last time you really got a car that was severely bad, brand new off the lot and go, wow, this thing's just covered in contamination. Look, it happens. Certainly happens. But that was damn near every car at one point. Well, you know? You're right. But, you know, but here we are today. And, yeah. and and now we've got to ask, what is the correct process? Do I do I spray? Then I clay. Do I clay? Then I spray. Do I do them both together? I mean, what, what yeah. do we do here? Yeah, so I, I have I have a thought on this, and I think it's kind of easy. First of all, if you have to clay, you want to clay first because then you want the iron decon to work better. It doesn't have to work through all that grime and, and contamination on the, on the surface. So if I have to clay, I'm going to do a thorough wash on the car. Then I'm going to clay the car. Again, just spray some soap on the surface out of your foam cannon or, you know, use your mitt and squeeze it on the surface. All of our soaps, cleanse would be what most guys are using in the decon process. Has plenty of lubrication, can be clayed with very easily. Probably has more lubrication than what most people are using on the market as a quote-unquote clay lube. Uh, that's a very simple thing for me. I, if I have something on the surface... I want to get it off so I can allow my iron, my fuego, to work a little better, right? Because if it has to battle all the way through all this other contamination, it's not going to work as well. And so at the end of it, I'd get done claying if I have to. So let's say in this instance, I have to clay. I'm going to go ahead and clay. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to do my iron decon step, right? And I'm going to spray it all over the car. Look, you can use a pump sprayer. At this point, to make it so you don't have to spray the trigger, you can use a 32-ounce bottle or a 16-ounce bottle. But I'm going to get that stuff everywhere. Look, decontaminate your glass. Uh, you know, decontaminate every part of the car. And, again, combining the two, the way I see it happening now, is not something I would ever do to a car. Why is that? Well... Because what guys are doing is they're spraying one spray into a towel or onto the clay, and then they're putting one spray on the panel, and they're doing, you know, half of a, a large hood. 
I would ask everybody to think through this. If I have a ton of iron contamination, which by the way, some people have a lot in their area. Do you really think that's enough active ingredient to break down all of that iron? If that's the case, then you can do what I said, because this is your belief system. Hey, just take your foam cannon, spray a little bit on the hood and go wash your car. Don't put foam everywhere because, you know, it all works the same, right? I got a dirty tire. I'm going to take my degreaser, my TRX, my tire cleaner. I'm going to spray it right at the top of the tire, one spray, and then I'm going to take my brush. I'm going to clean the whole tire. It doesn't make sense to anybody. Why? Because you know that using chemical to your advantage just makes more sense. This is being promoted as something it isn't. As a lubricant, it definitely has lubricity in it. But at the end of the day, promoting it as a lubricant is promoting it the wrong way. This is specifically to break down iron contamination. It's not to be used as a clay lubricant. Now, could you spray it everywhere in clay? Maybe. But again, we're trying to do things in an elite way. We're not trying to do things in a cheap way and ask people for a lot of money or do things in a cheap way and hope my Porsche comes out really well that I just bought. This isn't that big of a cost. And so to do it properly should not even be a question in my mind. Oh, and let's let's go back for a second as we before we move on to a part of the process that some people might be confused on. And I, I think you've got a really good uh, theory behind why you clay first and then you decon second, right? Or as you mentioned, some people you could spray all over the vehicle and then come use your clay. So let's let's think through that for a second. If I spray chemical on the paint, it starts doing its job, right? Yep. Its job is to loosen, is to pull. We should see as just the same as you do on wheels. If you have iron embedded into the clear coat, then you should start seeing some purple start coming out, right? Yep. At that point in time, what is the safest process for making sure that, that that embedded, that shard of iron does not cause more damage yeah. as it gets dragged, right? Because if yeah. we're going to use clay, then that clay is going to do what with that shard? Yeah. So I want people to think we're talking about it's embedded in the clear coat. So I've clayed and I've taken off the top layer of that iron, right? The reality is when I start to spray my iron decontamination product like Fuego, it's now starting to break down things that are embedded. Well, guess what? What if I start claying and as it's being released from the, the, the clear coat, I pick it up into my clay mitt and I, I just think this is safe. You and I have talked about this. We can think back into to a lot of our careers and we talk to a lot of people that are top level of polishing where behind a wheel, they'll just inexplicably back in the day be like, why can't I finish out this area? Now, when you think about it and the way we have the technology now, you're like, you know what I was picking up in that pad? I was picking up iron because I did the clay and I did, but we didn't have iron decon. And so you got to realize that there's so many guys trying to cut a corner and trying to save a penny and they're jumping over a hundred dollar bill to pick up a penny. At the end of the day, this is a chemical that we're hoping will release and start to break down a particle that if it's in your clear coat, will start to break down your finish. 
Let's make sure it breaks it down. Let's not try to cheapen out. Let's not try to do things improperly. Let's not try to follow a TikTok trend that makes zero sense. That stuff in the end will not give you an elite finish. And if it's all about doing things the right way, do them the right way. Now, of course, we could be down the road at five years from now, and this could all change. We could learn more, which we are going to learn more every year we're in business as detailers, as an industry as well. We're still a fairly young industry. But as we sit here today, you do not want to clay and pick up a piece of iron that's being dislodged and start to rake your clay across the paint. I mean, I don't have to, nobody would pick up a piece of iron on purpose and go, let me rub this on my paint. But it happens every day with these silly things where a chemical needs to be used properly for it to work to your advantage. So this is one of those chemicals that we haven't always had that it's awesome we have today. Use it properly. Don't try to cut a corner and save a nickel and, and jump over that $100 bill to get to a penny. That just doesn't make any sense. All right, so let's get into Fuego itself, right? Like, first of all, the name. The, it, as we go through and pick out names for products, both you and I nailed this one from the beginning. We we yeah. just immediately jumped onto the name. And Fuego yeah. is fire. It really is. Yeah, it, great. Fire from the aspect that you can do whatever you want with it and stay. We'll use that word a hundred thousand times. Stay safe. It's so rare to spray a product on a wheel, spray it on uh, soft paint, spray it on glass, as you mentioned, spray it on yeah. trim. You can spray it anywhere and, and not go, <coughs> oh God, oh, yeah. Mm, mm, that rotten right? egg, like, that rotten egg smell is not a part of our formula. And that's a, that was a big deal. That's why we called it fire. Just so everybody's clear, the, the number one thing that makes this thing fire to all of us that have smelled the bad ones is the fact that that harsh smell is gone. That That's the biggest reason, okay? The second reason we came up with that name is how it works. The first was, you mean everything around me is not going to smell like a rotten egg? Perfect. I mean, it could have smelled like anything else, Marty. I mean, if it just didn't have that smell. It's pleasant to work with. It's pH neutral. That is a big, big thing people need to realize about these types of products. We're seeing a lot of talk about damage from iron decontamination products. The reason that's happening is they're super acidic from 99.9% .9 of manufacturers. The reason they're acidic is because it's cheap ing cheaper ingredient to make it acidic than to work to make it pH neutral. So it's a cost-cutting measure on the manufacturing side. That's it. They make it more acidic so they can sell you a cheaper product, so they can charge a cheaper price. There's always a cost to that. We've proven that with interior cleaners. We've proven that with TRX. We've proven that with the new Impress product. You can always reduce your cost by making things work less well or what? Becoming more dangerous. You can make a really great degreaser, but boy, is that dangerous. And it's cheap to make. It's very cheap to make. And so there becomes a time where you have to ask yourself out there, there's a reason you should be chasing safety anytime it's available and not going to a cheap brand and saying, well, this is $5 less a gallon. Yeah, but what if you burn your trim up? What if you mark your glass up? What if you screw up the rim? Is it worth the five bucks? 
and 99% of these products have a horrible smell are an, and, and are incredibly, what, acidic. And that is a dangerous combination. Yeah. So a great way for people to think about it when we, we talk about ingredients, we talk about this stuff, and they, there, there are. There's different grades to additives. There's We use region grade. That's the highest that you can use when you, you get into these additives, like you talked about, that has now a low odor to it and yet still is extremely, extremely strong to clean with. Now, the cool part about it is we can think about it in a very simple way, right? We've all eaten really, really cheap, cheap hamburger meat, right? And it's just cheap meat, and it's no good. But then we've had a steak, right? We've had that really good steak burger. That's more of what I feel like when I'm working with Fuego. Specifically, you can even see it when you're thinking about lubrication. What? That's a weird thing to think about. How in the world does Fuego provide lubrication? Where would I see it and why do I need it? Because you just talked about I shouldn't be rubbing the paint with it. But if I'm cleaning a wheel, lubrication becomes very important. Yeah, because look, you've never had more black painted wheels ever, and they're only going to get more popular. I mean, you know, now Toyota's jumped into them, and all these entry-level manufacturers have jumped into them. So we know black painted wheels are here to stay. They look better on certain vehicles. They're an upcharge. They're this. Uh, Black powder-coated wheels have never been more popular. Uh, Anytime you're going to agitate something, anytime, whether it's on the paint, on your wheels, on a piece of trim, doesn't matter. You want lubrication. The way to safely wash your car is with having the most lubricated products from soap to wheel cleaner to, to, to rubber cleaner to trim. Lubrication is your friend when cleaning a car. That even goes to an interior, right? Lubrication is the name of the game. Largely not talked about because most manufacturers are not going to spend the money or the time to add that lubrication in. It's done through a variety of different ways. From us, it's choosing the right surfactant, which may come with some lubrication. It may be this, it may be this additive. That stuff's all really hard work to do. But if you don't want to constantly damage your your wheels every time you're using a barrel brush or a, a wheel face brush or a mitt, whatever it is, you're going to want lubrication in a formula. Again, if I use most iron decontamination products and, and we all recognize that they're acidic, you know what's really hard to have in an acidic formula? Lubrication. It's almost damn near impossible to have a high level of lubrication. Not impossible, but pretty damn hard. And so now I have an acidic thing on my wheel I take my wheel brush, I get into the barrel, and every time I'm rowing back and forth, guess what's happening? Scratch, scratch, scratch. I paid a lot for this car. I love this car. I want to do well for my customer. Whatever the reason is, the name of the game is lubrication. All right, so let's get into a couple little purposeful talks around Fuego. Because there's people that, it's not process of how I use it, but more of the purpose of how I use it. Do I dilute it? Right, you mentioned a second ago, guys don't be cheap, gals don't be cheap. There are people that do want to know though, can I dilute it? And they might even go, Well, hey, listen, I'm not trying to be cheap. I'm just seeing if if I can, uh, you know, if what would happen, you know. I mean, they could kind of dance around there with it, but no, 
You, no. you shouldn't. You shouldn't because diluting it does what exactly what you just said. It, it dilutes it. It dumbs it down. It even neutralizes it even more. Why would yeah. you want to? You, you're trying to speed up your process, aren't you? You're trying to get done with the vehicle. You're trying to get the maximal results. So let's <laughs> let's just go ahead and just answer that one with a no. All right. So no. should I use Fuego every time? This is this is a little bit about what you're looking at, okay? And we're specifically talking about wheels here. If I have a well-maintained vehicle, now I want to make something clear. If you have carbon ceramics, you largely don't need these products. I got it, okay? That's a very small percentage, but we need to put that out there. Carbon ceramics are not the same as steel brakes. The, the thing that people need to understand is, if you well, if you take care of your 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 car and you're you know uh, maintaining it weekly or biweekly, hey man, use TRX, move on. Once a month, on a well maintained vehicle, would I throw some Fuego in there to just get any iron contamination that may be lodged in there? Yeah, that's what I would do. That's an elite process. But now let's go to the vehicles of those listening, or you run up on a customer's vehicle or your own vehicle, your wife's vehicle. Maybe it's not cared for like it is, like yours is. Yeah, I'm using it. I walk up on a neglected wheel, and he, that could be for me. I haven't seen the car. I haven't taken care of my car in three or four weeks. That's getting iron deconned. Now, I use a little different process. I would, in our Marilex on a wheel, I would spray Fuego on the wheel. I'd let it start working. I'd start to see that purple. Then I would take the Marilex with TRX in it, and I would take it around the whole tire and go ahead and take it around the entire wheel, right? Right into the rim, into the barrel. I just like extra cleaner. I keep trying to get through to guys that chemicals are so affordable per car use. I'm going to use whatever I can to help me get the best finish I can get. And out of that Marilex, guess what I'm going to get? I'm going to get more lubrication. I'm going to get more cleaning ability. If I'm looking at something that's been neglected, maybe you went on a long road trip. Hey, Marty, you know, you come back from one of those long road trips where you did a lot of miles, it's getting iron decon. Now, this is where I tell people, you got to assess what you're looking at. But my process on a well-maintained vehicle would be once a month, I would iron decon my wheels on stuff that doesn't get cared for on a weekly, bi-weekly, it's automatically getting Fuego. That's my process. Yeah, I'm, I'm very similar in how often I use it. I don't usually, though, go and mix the two, right? And, and I, don't, I don't necessarily even mean, you know, there's some people that will mix stuff in bottles. And it's like, whoa, whoa. And there's some yeah, people don't that, do, don't that come that. up with don't these formulas, that. right? Like, no, nah, don't, don't be mixing stuff together. But I, I generally am, I'm a, I'm a Fuego on the wheel. You know, I'm not every time, but pretty good. At least every three weeks, every third or fourth time, you're right. Like that, that, that wheel is definitely going to get Fuego. And, you know, I generally will keep TRX, you know, on the rest of the vehicle, but then I'll clean my wheels with the off weeks with TRX. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and what I'm telling guys is my Fuego has already been doing its work. I'm not spraying TRX right on top of it. I start to see the bleeding. I start to see. Uh, it really doing its job. I'm giving it, if I'm out of the sun, obviously let's call it 20 to 30 seconds to really start to break things down. And at that point I'll go and, and give TRX the full spray down. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't mix products, man. It, it, 
I see this all the time and everybody thinks they're like outsmarting or I'm mixing these two together and it's a great thing. If it was such a great thing, the manufacturer would have done it already. Uh, the reality is that I just wouldn't want to see guys have adverse reactions in the bottle. I wouldn't want to see them screw up the cleaners and the things that could benefit them. Just keep them separate. It's a really simple process. But look, man, you have well-maintained stuff. TRX is your your workhorse in that instance. Uh, and, and that you can dilute on well-maintained vehicles, man. Four to one TRX is plenty. Uh, but, you know, we all don't get to our cars all the time. And we many of us listening to this run up on customers' vehicles that aren't in such great shape. Fuego is the first thing I reach for on a wheel. All right, another great deep dive as we jumped into wheel cleaning and iron decontamination with Fuego. Grab some and you will understand why everybody says Fuego is fire. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you guys next time.